Ah, there. I didn't have the mute button off. Okay. All right. Uh, that trip, as Danny said, was just absolutely amazing. And, and you know, the, the thing that was underlined to me is how just one person just saying, Lord, here I am, use me. First, it was Charlene that he showed in the picture, and she just started going into this community, this Muslim community uh, that was so impoverished, and they'd gone through so much pain and suffering, and just she kind of reached one person and, and shared the love of Christ and helped this one person and then shared with another person. And um, her husband said that he, he just saw God working so powerfully through his wife that he quit his business. He was a fisherman, and um, he quit his business and came to help her. And, and then as a couple, it was amazing how God used them. I mean, just the Holy Spirit was moving so powerfully through just a few people and now they've planted like Danny said several churches but they said they kept saying we don't know what we're doing we need help we need we need training and we were laughing thinking wow they need to train us you know but um, we did we did a lot of pastoral leadership training while we were there and we were training them how to pray uh, use a reproducible model so that they could train their people how to pray and over and over again we would have these ministry times where the holy spirit would just fall on these people it was an amazing amazing opportunity and god just kind of gripped our hearts for what they were doing there but um you know i just came back with that vision of any of us if we just say here am i use me god can do so much more than you ever ever dreamt that he could do in your life if you're just saying hey here i am god use me and so while we were there danny said you know i think it's about time for us to go over the prayer ministry model the prayer model that that is based on the life of Jesus that uh, we do so often here in the church. Many of you have heard the prayer model, right? Many of you have been trained in the prayer model, but there's a lot of people who haven't heard it. And the ones of us who have been trained in it, oftentimes we leak vision, don't we? We forget, we forget what God has called us to, and we kind of end up falling back into some old, unhealthy comfort uh, patterns or just kind of some bad ways that we're thinking and we, we begin to withdraw and move back from that. So whether you've heard this prayer model or not based on the life of Jesus, I just want to encourage you to be open. Be open to God just expanding you and calling you again. The way we learned the prayer model that's a very reproducible model was many years ago, it's actually 30 years ago this month, we uh, connected with this vineyard movement. We didn't know what the vineyard was, and it was led uh, by a man named John Wimber. We didn't know who John Wimber was, but everybody kept saying, you've got to go, you've got to go hear this man, John Wimber. You've got to go and learn, this, learn from him. I think you guys would like him. Signs and wonders are following his ministry everywhere he goes, but... It, he wants to give this away to everybody. And the one thing that we noticed when we heard John Wimber was that's what he said. He said, this is not just for me. 
This is not just for the pastors. This is not just for the leaders or the really spiritual people. This is for anyone who calls themselves a disciple of Jesus. Anyone who says, I'm a follower of Jesus, he said, God has called you to get in the game, the game of God's kingdom. And so he would say over and over again, everyone gets to play. No one sits on the bench. You know, like when we grew up and we were in sports, how the really good players got to get in on the game and the rest of the players sit, sat on the bench. He said, it's not that way in God's kingdom. All of us get to play. All of us get to get in on the game and play from the oldest to the youngest. It doesn't matter your gender. You know, pastors can play. Um, lay people can play. The children get in on the works of God's kingdom. And he demonstrated that. I'll never forget this. The first time we heard John Wimber, he said, I'm going to show you how Anybody can do this. We're all called to be disciples. And he called a group of little kids. There were a group of little kids sitting on the floor. They were maybe seven or eight years old, maybe, um, maybe eight little kids. And he called them up. And he said, I'm going to use you to show these adults how to heal the sick. And so I'm watching. And um, anyway, he got a word for a woman that had a neck injury. And I remember I'll, uh, when he, he got this word from the Lord, and he said, there's someone here with a, a neck injury. And he said, where are you? Well, no one raised their hand. And he said, okay, it's a woman. No one raised their hand. And he, he waited a minute, and he said, God really wants to heal you, and he's giving me more information about you. And he said, this week, on Tuesday, you saw your doctor. No one came forward. And he said, okay, you're, he told you you need to have surgery on your neck. And still no one came forward. And he said, okay, you've got a red blouse on. <laughs> and all of a sudden this woman way in the back jumps up. She's got a red blouse on. And she said, it's me. And she's got a neck brace on. <laughs> and so she comes up. And he said, God wants to heal you. Don't be afraid. And he said, he's going to use these little kids to heal you. And he said, he asked the kids, he said, do you love Jesus? And they said, yeah. And he said, okay, God's given you authority to heal this woman now. And he said, just go tell that neck to be healed. And so they went, and he said, just lay your hand on her. And so he had her sit in a chair, and they laid their hands on this woman, and they said, neck be healed. And so then, you know, they stood there for a minute. Well, I noticed this woman was turning beet red, and it was not an embarrassment red. This was beyond, and she starts fanning herself. And he said, um, you're getting hot, aren't you? And she said, oh, you know. And he said, but that's because God's healing you. And he said, see what the kids did? And they would just say things like, pain be gone. And then they'd stand there, you know. And finally, she takes the neck brace off. She moves her neck all around. And she said, I'm totally healed. I couldn't move my neck before. And I'm completely healed. This woman was completely healed right before our eyes. And it made an incredible believer out of me. And I remember it just really revolutionized the way I prayed. I realized I used way too many words when I, when I pray for people. But... but 
the one thing that John would say is you must become like a little child. You must become like a little child. We're told that over and over again in the scriptures. So this prayer model is basically a very reproducible model that's based on the life of Jesus and the way he prayed for the sick, the way he cast demons out. You know, that was the, that was the ministry of Jesus everywhere he went. He constantly was preaching the good news of the kingdom, breaking into earth and wanting to change our lives. And, he's, and he constantly was healing the sick, the physically sick, the emotionally sick, and the spiritually sick, and casting out demons. That's what he did in a nutshell. And we're called to do the same thing. Did you know that? We're called, that's what a disciple is. We're to be like our master. And Jesus is our master. So let's pray. We're going to get into this. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you love to grace us with your presence. And that you love to break in with your kingdom rule and reign. And so we invite you now to come. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Help me to communicate this. And Lord, open our eyes and ears to hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to walk you through this prayer model. And basically, the first thing on your outline, and this outline is for you to keep in your Bible. Keep it with you everywhere you go so you can use it and you can get familiar with it so that you won't have to use it. After a while, you, it just kind of comes naturally to you. But the first thing you want to do is when you pray for someone is to interview them. Now, notice it says that's when you ask a brief, it's a brief time. Underline the word brief. I may have underlined it on your outline, but it's a brief time to answer the question, what is the ultimate cause of the situation? Now, this is based on Jesus. Many times Jesus would ask a question when someone would be, you know, crying out to him, Jesus, heal me, heal me. He would ask a question, what would you like me to do for you? Many times in scripture, he would ask just a simple question so that he would, on a natural plane, have understanding of what he was praying for. See, so often when someone comes forward for prayer and we come up to pray for them, we don't even ask them what, what they need prayer for. And so I just want to encourage you, take a moment and say, what would you like Jesus to do for you today? Just ask them what's wrong. What could I pray? You may even ask, how long have you had this? Or something like that. But don't ask a lot of questions. Just a brief time to ask the person what is wrong, what, what they need prayer for. See, so often we want to get into a conversation at that point. You know, when someone says, well, I fell on the ice, you know, a couple of months ago when it was cold and I hurt my elbow and we'll say, well, you know, that happened to my aunt, too. And, you know, she used, and, and you'll start talking about what she, essential oils or whatever, you know. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm as guilty as you are of getting into a conversation at that point. Just get the information and then move on into the next phase. Move on to, into, 
Step number two is your diagnostic phase. Now, very few of us are medical people. There are some medical people, but just from the information that you received at this point, you want to diagnose what is the ultimate cause of this problem. And again, you're listening, you're listening on two planes. You are listening on a natural plane with what the person is saying, but you're also listening on a supernatural plane of what God may be downloading in your heart right at that moment. See, the natural plane, we're using our cognitive reasoning abilities to hear what the person needs prayer for. And that's good. Our cognitive reasoning abilities are very good. God gave you those. And we need to be naturally supernatural people. So we listen, we use L-shaped listening. We listen to the person, but we're also listening to what God may be downloading in our heart at that moment. He may be giving you some supernatural information. You know, I had a guy come up to me last night. We saw some major healings last night. It was really exciting. But a guy came up to me last night and he said, is this what you mean by supernatural information? He said, I kept getting this phrase going through my mind that said, chase the pain, chase the pain. And he said, so I did. I just commanded the pain to go away in this guy. And he was healed. And I said, well, that sounds like, like supernatural information you were receiving. You know, that's exactly what it was like. He said, that's the only thing that went through my mind was chase the pain. And I went, yeah, yeah. You know, it may be something very simple like that that God downloads in you. Just go with what you have. Go with the impression that God is giving you. See, oftentimes, we don't think we hear from God. But you know, I think God is downloading information in all of us all the time. He's constantly speaking to us. Jesus demonstrated that everywhere he would go. The way Jesus knew how to minister the way he did, he was constantly listening. He said, he made it real clear, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in John 5, 19, he, listen to what Jesus, the Son of God, said in John 5, 19. He said, I can do nothing by myself. If Jesus, the Son of God, could do nothing by himself, doesn't it make sense that we can't do anything either? He, he was demonstrating to us how to lean upon the Holy Spirit. So he says, I can't do anything by myself. I can only do what I see the Father doing. And then again in verse 30, he says, By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. So Jesus was demonstrating. I listen all the time. I listen, I look, I, you know, I watch for what God is doing, and then I go with it, with the information that he gives me. So be listening on those two planes, you know, the L-shaped listening, naturally and supernatural. And, and the more you do it, the better you get at it. If you just start practicing listening to God and step out 
by faith. You know, we use a phrase a lot in the vineyard, and that is faith is spelled R-I, what? Right, R-I-S-K. There's always a risk involved. Just like the guy last night, he said, so I went with what I was hearing. And I went, yeah, that's exactly it. And the guy was completely healed that uh, he prayed for. The other thing that I want to say about this point is also to dial down. And what I mean by that is, see, so often we've been trained to walk up to a person and just start praying away a lot of words. Did you know that oftentimes we com- when we do that, we completely miss hearing the voice of God? We need to dial down and calm ourselves down and, and not say anything and listen for a minute. And many times I'll tell the person, I'm going to wait for a moment and I'm going to listen and see if God gives me some information just because they don't know that. And so I'll tell the person that I'm praying for, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And that's where you move into the third phase. That's the select a prayer. Select a prayer. So you've got your interview, you've got your diagnosis, what you think at that point, what you believe the person is saying to you and what you believe God is saying to you. And then you want to move into the select a prayer. The first thing we always do is dial down and say, come Holy Spirit, let your kingdom come. Jesus said, pray that thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, let your kingdom come and then wait, wait. For him to direct you, okay? Just wait in silence. Wait and let, let him give you some information uh, to come. Now, let me show you a couple of um, uh, stories of the way Jesus prayed. So you'll get an idea of the way he prayed. And I want to encourage you to read the Gospels regularly to look at the Jesus model. See, the, you see over and over again... When you read the Gospels, the way Jesus prayed for the sick, and oftentimes your eyes are opened up to new ways to pray. Okay, here's the first story. This is in Luke 4, verse 38. Jesus has been filled with the Holy Spirit. He's just beginning his ministry. He's moving in power, and look at what happens. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And remember, back in those days, people would die from fevers. You know, malaria, different things. But she's suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. Now, look at this part. So, he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Okay, this woman is sick. She's got a high fever. And what does Jesus do? He comes to this woman. He bends over, he looks at her, and he rebukes the fever. Isn't that odd? He rebuked a fever. You know what the word rebuke means in Webster's? Listen to what this means. A strong expression of disapproval with someone or something's presence 
or action, a strong reprimand. See, many theologians believe that what Simon's mother-in-law was suffering with was a high fever because there was a spirit there. There was an evil spirit of infirmity that was causing this fever. And so what Jesus does, he rebukes it. He just probably said, be gone. And that was it. And she gets up out of bed and she's completely healed and starts waiting on everyone, you know, so often. One woman said to me, yep, there she goes, you know, she gets up and starts waiting on all the men, you know. <laughs> all right, now let me show you this uh, slide. Could you put that slide up, Lori, please? This revolutionized the way I prayed. See, the way I used to pray was like this. That's why it says, not this, don't, don't do it this way. Where we, like the woman I'm talking about that comes up to me and she's got an elbow that's hurt. What I used to do is I used to beg God to heal that woman. And I would say, oh God, won't you heal her? She needs to be well. She's got kids to take care of. And I would start you know, just praying away, you know, she needs to have her arm healed, and I would just pray away like that. Okay, put the next slide up, please. All right, this is what we see in Scripture, that God comes and he fills us with authority and power. See, Jesus didn't do anything miraculous at all until his baptism, and it says that the Spirit of God came upon him and when he was he began to move out in power he's full of the holy spirit now and he begins to move out in power and we see jesus full of the holy spirit and because he's full of the holy spirit and authority he has authority and he begins to speak with authority listen to what um where is the verse? Oh, Luke 10, 19 says, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And he said, I have given you authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. We need to ask ourselves, is there an afflictive spirit? Is there a spirit of infirmity here on this person? I had that happen in the Philippines with a pastor. It was a pastor and he was sick. And he had a cough, and he said it's gone on for months. Well, one of the things that I noticed, every time we would do ministry time, it, we'd say, Holy Spirit, come. He would start coughing. I mean, just coughing like crazy. And it began to be really obvious every time we would say, Holy Spirit, come. And all of a sudden, the Lord reminded me of this story. And I knew that there was some kind of spirit that was really making this pastor sick. And so at one point, I said, Holy Spirit, come. He starts coughing his head off. I walked up to him, and I just rebuked that cough. I just said, be gone in the name of Jesus. And did you know this guy was completely healed? The next day, he said, I felt something come off of me. And he said, I haven't coughed since. And he said, I've been up night after night coughing. And he said, I feel completely healed. Now, isn't that weird to think that a cough could be caused by a spirit? 
But it's all over the place when you read. I mean, have you read what's in this book? Read about the ministry of Jesus. He's constantly casting spirits out. And sometimes people got well afterwards. And things happen. So I'm, I'm, really, I'm always growing in this. I'm constantly having God expand my mind with all of this. But you have authority. If you are a follower of Jesus, regularly ask God to come fill you with his spirit. We're commanded in Ephesians 5, 9... 518, he says, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So we need to regularly say, well, then come, Lord. Come, I'm commanded to do this. Come and fill me with your Spirit, and then go for it and speak with authority. Use the authority. Quit begging. When you find yourself begging, you know, just stop and say, no, no. When you're praying for someone... You know, when you're praying for healing for someone, stop, you know, trying to convince God. See, oftentimes we think if we can convince God, then maybe he might come and heal. That's not the way it works at all. In fact, in Luke 12, 32, Jesus himself, he said, Fear not, fear not, little flock, for it's my Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. See, it gives him pleasure to give us the things of the kingdom. And healing is part of that. Being released from the power of the enemy is part of that. And so we need to begin to believe that, right? See, part of our problem is unbelief. We don't really believe that God is pleased to give us the kingdom. And so sometimes I've had to repent of that. Sometimes I've had to say, God, I just... Lately, I'm full of unbelief, and I, I want to embrace the truth that you're pleased to give me the kingdom. And I turn from that, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it, okay? All right? So God's pleased to give you the kingdom, and he gives you authority. Let me show you one other story in Luke 5.12. Luke 5.12. Look at this one. It says, while Jesus was in one of the towns... A man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and he begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing. He said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Notice how, how few words... Jesus used in healing. Be clean. That was the extent of his words. He spoke with authority. And he said, be clean. You know, Jesus always was, was speaking to body parts. He would speak to eyes, see. He would speak to ears, be opened. Skin here. You know, lep the guy's covered with leprosy. And he says, be clean. And so be thinking about that, you know. And so you have to very, in a very intentional way, change the way that you pray for healing. Okay? You got it? You got it? All right. And then one other, one other story. I mentioned this early on, but in um, 
Matthew 20, there's two blind men that came to Jesus. And they're saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Matthew 20, 29. I hear people are looking it up. Matthew 20, 29. They come to Jesus and they're saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. Have mercy. And look at what Jesus did. I love this one. In verse 34, it said, he had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight. He doesn't use any words here. He just put his hands on their eyes. The compassion of God was flowing through him and out to these men. And they're healed. Just the laying on of hands. That's why we lay hands on people. Jesus laid hands on people. And so we put our hands on people. Okay, so you see, we need to stop using so many words. All right, so we've got the interview. We've got the diagnosis. We've got the select a prayer part where you've selected a prayer now. You move into your ministry where you begin to just continue to minister to the person. And this is different. When you minister to people, when you're praying for someone for healing, pray with your eyes open. That was a new one for me. You know, that I was used to, you know, clenching my fist and begging God and praying with my eyes closed. But pray with your eyes open so you can see what God is doing. You see signs of the Holy Spirit on people as you pray for them. It's actually very easy to see that. People will say, how do you see that? You know what? There are just some classic signs that you see on people as the Holy Spirit begins to engage the person receiving prayer. Oh, and by the way, if you're receiving prayer, I just want to encourage you to relax and just come with relaxed expectation. Someone asked me last night, what do we do if we're receiving prayer? Relax and just receive. Relax and just say, here I am. You know, and let the person pray with authority over you. You know, don't feel like you've got to yell real loud or do anything. You know, sometimes we think, well, I need to do something, you know. No, no, let the person ministering to you pray for you. So, Pray with your eyes open, look, listen, and ask questions. Ask questions. Every so often, stop and say, okay, is that pain going away? Check it, you know? And we, we would do that last night. Check it and see if, it's, if, it's, if there's any healing there. And people sometimes are shocked and go, wow, I can move my elbow now and some of the pain's going away. So you pray again. Jesus prayed more than once. So pray again. Pray again for the person. And then you move into your post-prayer direction. There's just some things down here that can help you. Pray only as God is directing you. Be willing to take risk. If you think maybe God's giving you something, take a risk. You know, sometimes people need to forgive you know, have the person forgive someone. But here's the deal. Treat the person with dignity. Don't ever tell someone that it's their fault that they don't get healed. Don't ever say you don't have enough faith. That's not true. Maybe you don't have enough faith. 
you know, and so we don't say that. We don't ever say that. What you want is the person that you're praying for to feel more loved at the end of the prayer session than when they started, to have them feel more loved by Jesus. And then you want to give them some post-prayer direction. And that may mean you know, I think God started something here today. I'd be glad to pray for you again. You know, ask them, are you involved in a small group? That's where we really get to practice. Practice this stuff is in our small group so that we can take it out to the streets. You know, and so in, invite them. Say, come to my, my small group on Wednesday night if you're not in a group. And we'll pray for you there too. You know, but give them, just help them digest a little bit what just happened and you can help them go to the next step okay now we're going to have a little bit of a clinic time here and we're going to practice we're going to practice this as a church so you know as I was praying yesterday and this morning again I kept feeling like God wanted to demonstrate to many of you many of you how he heals and so who here is experiencing any kind of pain in your body. You have, you know, any kind of pain. Just raise your hand right now. Anybody. Okay, I want you to stand up. If you want healing, just stand up right now. Anybody that has pain and you just feel like, I need, I need healing today, just stand up. Okay, the rest of you, look around. Do you see these people that are standing up? You see them? Okay, what I'm going to do, you are all deputized to go pray for these people. And if you're not comfortable doing it along, alone, just go join in with a group of people that are praying for these folks. And just watch. Watch and observe. So the rest of you, go over to these people and pray for them. And if no one's found you, just raise your hand up high, okay? The rest of you, and I'm going to walk you through it. I'm going to walk you through it. Everybody go and find someone that no one's praying for. Those who need prayer, raise your hand so we can see who it is. Now, the rest of you, don't sit down. Go find someone who has their hand raised. Yeah, the rest of us stand up. Let's make up. sure everybody has at least one person with them. Just find somebody, and Penny will walk you through this. Yeah, just many walk around and find someone. Many of you are going to be healed today. Make sure those of you who experience healing complete or to a significant degree, come and tell Penny or myself afterwards so we can share that good news with the others and increase And increase raise your faith. hand until someone finds you. Keep your hand raised you. until there's somebody with you. Once somebody is with you to pray, put your hand down. Yeah, if someone is with you, you can put your hand down. Raise your hand. Oh, over here. Oh, over here, Marlene. Raise it high. I don't think the people are still walking. Over here on this side, people are looking for people to pray for. Over here. Just raise it high, Marlene. Okay, here we come. Anybody else? Uh, everybody's covered? Raise your hand real high if you're not. Okay, everybody's covered. The first thing I want you to do is interview them. Ask them what they need prayer for. Okay, now invite the Holy Spirit to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your kingdom come. 
Let your kingdom come. And remember to open your eyes and look for signs of the Holy Spirit and command the pain to go away. Pray only as God is directing you. Come Holy Spirit. Now, ask them if they're, you know, ask them to move their arm or if, ask them if the pain's going away. Any, even if it's just a little bit going away. Yeah, check, check your arm like that. So you're feeling, Kathy, you're feeling, I saw you shake your head. You're feeling some movement in your arm now. Is it completely or just partially? Completely healed? Partially. Yeah, just pray again. Yeah, Marcia. And yeah, you're there. Just pray again for. Yeah, when you see something, just you know God is moving. You know God is is working. There's healing going on. Increase your presence now, Lord. Increase your healing power. Increase. Yeah, ask the person to do something that they couldn't do before. Maybe stretch out a leg or, you know, whatever. Move an elbow or whatever. And just see if there's any, any uh, release there. Any release of the, or lessening of the pain. Come, Lord. Come. More. More healing. More healing more power you feeling some release Michael okay Michael's getting some healing here yeah just keep praying keep praying and ask them more Lord more More, more of your presence, Lord.
And don't get discouraged. Sometimes I've prayed for people three or four times before I see anything. Pray again. Pray again if you haven't seen anything. Who else is feeling some release? Some, some he okay, you're feeling some healing. Is it partial or complete? It's pretty good. It's completely gone. All right. <laughs> That's good. All right. So we got a complete healing here. Lord, we just seal that work in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray protection over him in the name of Jesus. And see, we had a teenager here praying for him. See? <laughs> Who else is feeling some healing? Over, over you, are you, is it partial or complete? Just about. If it's not complete, pray for her again if it's not 100%. Just a little bit. We'll get the full thing. God's moving. Pray for it till it completely goes away. Lord, we just pray complete healing there. In the name of Jesus, we command that little bit of pain to be gone. In the name of Jesus, complete and total healing. Complete and total healing. Let the kingdom come. And remember to ask questions again. Okay, you can continue to pray. I'm going to go ahead and pray a prayer just to uh, wrap us up here. But that's the way you do it. But go ahead and pray. God's mo if God's moving, pray until it's done, until you have to leave. <laughs> so, Lord, we thank you that you visit us, that you visit us that you come and you grace us with your presence, that you let the kingdom come. And so, Lord, we seal any work that was accomplished here today. We pray protection from the enemy robbing away from these people. We just pray complete protection in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. And don't forget to give to the Philippines Fund for the fire victims and to sign up for all the things out in the lobby. God bless you and come back next week. If you're visiting, stop by the visitor welcome. We'd love to meet you.